Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bull****. Yeah, what? Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. That, he, he's mainstreamed the word. Yes, he? finally. It's one of my favorites. You have been saying for a long time, of all the words out there, that we still are not allowed to say by FCC regulations. Yeah. Um, it's community standards, but... Adam um, Bullshiff, for instance. The president saying at a rally to cheers of tens of thousands, I would think would qualify for mainstreaming right right and it's just everybody knows what it means it it, it means uh, it lies or imprecise speech so or whatever fecal matter from the male species of well, the, and, uh, bo- the 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 uh, the cattle and and you know frankly if you've ever been on a farm a feedlot whatever it's uh, among the uh, less horrific poos oh sure from the animal kingdom hardly 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 notice it right exactly so uh, anyway chicken Pig? Oh, disgusting. please. Oh, Bull ass? No big deal. A hog farm? There. Yeah, please. So, 
I heard Judge Napolitano on Fox News yesterday explain a couple of things that I thought were pretty good. Did we ever figure out he's got the hairline of a chimp? Does he... Um, does <laughs> wow. He, well, right to the physical attack. Does he... No, it's, no, I think he's a brilliant man and a thought-provoking uh, thinker. With the hairline of a chimp. Right. Um, does he... Brush his hair forward or back? No, I think it's back. So he's got just a very, very low hair. I thought maybe he's one of those guys who, and I don't have the nerve to do this. I wish I did because I have a very high hairline who, who combs their hair forward and then just has to have it clipped very regularly. So you think it's a back comb? I, I believe so, yeah. And he, okay. and he hasn't met hair gel he doesn't like. But isn't the for, coming forward and then cutting, isn't that the dumb and dumber haircut? Well, yeah. Mm, yeah yes, kind of. Actually. Or, or the mo. For our 80-year-old <laughs> listeners, Mo Howard of the Three Stooges. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, but that's why you have to get it clipped skillfully and regularly. Okay. You're really you're, well, what you're, are your, you're going out on a limb. What are your options if your hairline starts just above your eyebrows? I mean, you suppose you could shave. Shave your forehead? Shave, yeah, and have your hair start Paint a little higher. bald spot. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Right. He doesn't have a lot of options. No. And only uh, an idiot would have brought it up. Can my kids both have great hair for some reason, both my boys? Because it, it comes from your mom's side. That's what they say, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And uh, they both have great hair, and I look at them sometimes, and I would, like, I would like to have had that when I was a kid. I never had I never, I never had good hair. Mm. I have no hair now. Mm. I just thought it'd, it'd be fun. I just, it'd be fun to have the options. Actually, at this point in my life, it's, not ha- it's nice not I never think about it or do anything. I have no hair. It is not part of my getting ready to go routine. Right. But the options would be kind of nice. You get dressed up, whatever you're doing. Now, us comb the, it this way, comb it that way, spike it up, cut it down, whatever. You hey, yeah, beautiful hair. Uh, us the behaired. <laughs> we have we have like body wash. Then we have to buy a separate thing, the shampoo to wash. Right. Do you have a scalp? No scrubber. I do you have use like the a, same, the same bar stuff? of soap oh, I use yes. for the rest of my body on the top of my head. So efficient. Got to get oh, a yeah. metal scrub brush. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Judge Napolitano uh, talking about a couple. You ever notice his hairline? <laughs> Sorry. How about we Go start ahead. with the Mueller report? Because there's a lot of talk about um, uh, release it. Why haven't they released it yet? They would have released it immediately if there wasn't something to hide. What a pile of bullshizzle! And Judge Napolitano pointing out what you know they can release and can't release. Well, Jim Comey is indefensible. You know, I, I, I know him, and when he was running the FBI, was beloved by the rank-and-file agents. I can't say that that is my perception uh, of the case any longer. In terms of the entire report coming out, there are parts that the Attorney General under the law cannot release. He cannot release grand jury testimony about people that weren't indicted. The president wasn't indicted. He can't release that which is classified as confidential secret uh, or top secret. He isn't even supposed to release any ambivalence on the federal prosecutors about whether there's enough evidence under the law to indict, but that he's already tipped his hand on. So when this comes out, there's going to be page after page after page in black. And of course, the Democrats are going to howl. They want to see what's under those blacked out pages. And most people want to see it as well. Yeah, I don't I don't blame anybody for that. But that is going to be that's the reality. First of all, why, why can't everybody just be honest enough to say, look, the law is this. The attorney general has to follow the law. That's kind of what right. he does. Right. Now, if politically you want to demand this, that's fine. And we can march and argue and legislators can talk about it. But don't act like it's a it's a given cover-up of some sort well, you're if being, he follows the law. Well, right. Yeah. But you're being too generous. Every single politician who's saying they have to release the whole thing immediately is lying. They know the law. No, they're pandering. Every certainly. single one of them. Every single one of them. Well, yeah, but it's a 
particularly dishonest sort of pandering. I mean, because they know what they are demanding can't happen and shouldn't happen. If you're They're just trying to create a straw man right. that they can then bravely knock down. If you're ever accused of anything and you're innocent, you do not want the standard to be all the information comes out no matter what. Right. Well, what is that? Okay, so fine. So politically, we're going to demand it, and then they'll make those decisions. I get it. But let's just be honest about what the law is. Secondly, if it comes out with a whole, like pages blacked out, oh, my God, the screaming will start immediately. And I can understand why. It's, it's good it's, politics. It's good politics, and, yeah, well, yeah, just all kinds of reasons. But um, So that's that. On the health care thing, <sighs> Trump saying this week we're going to be the party of health care. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, there's argument in the Republican Party over whether or not that's a good move. Mm. Do you want to be the party of health care? It's an unmanageable mess. Mm-hmm. You want to have your name attached to that? Do you want to work with Harold Green? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, what is it? Inside Joke Friday now? You want to work with us? Good oh, old boy. Harold Green. Oh, right. Um, May somebody make him stop. <laughs> So, do we have another clip of the judge? Yeah, or? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I was so staying this, out of the way. This is Judge Napolitano talking about where uh, where we are going with the uh, the judge, a judge, a different judge whose hairline I don't even know, <laughs> um, <laughs> saying earlier this week, well, the whole Obamacare thing doesn't work anymore with the tax situation and all. Here's an explanation. You know, the, the um, Obamacare case was saved by a thread, and the thread was the Chief Justice's unique observation that this is a tax and the government can tax anything it wants. It can't regulate anything it wants, but it can tax anything it wants. When the Trump uh, uh, tax plan went through, they removed the tax aspect of this. So that which saved the constitutionality of Obamacare is no longer in there. That is at least the theory of the trial court in Texas, which I think will be upheld by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans. And then we're back before the Supreme Court, the very same statute, minus that which saved it in 2012, the tax. So, well, have you, that is pretty interesting. Yeah, and that's solid analysis, too. I think he's absolutely right. So we'll be back at the Supreme Court, same Obamacare, minus the only thing Judge Roberts could come up with to make it legal. Right. And, and look, maybe you believe uh, in universal health care and that sort of thing. You, you think it ought to happen, and a lot of people do, and that's fine. I believe that children are the future. Nice. Um, so uh, I just want to point out that the government cannot just take over an enormous sector of the economy and and go into business as X, Y, and Z and put lots of people out of business as uh, A, B, and C if it is unconstitutional. That's just and and some of you. The, the, that's why the Constitution needs to be a living document to change with the times. That is always one hundred percent of the time the argument of somebody who wants more power. Nobody has ever argued that who thinks the government should be less powerful keep that in mind i like but, when you argue with the imaginary voices because you change voices it's different people sometimes it's oh i think the constitution ought to be i didn't do that this time no should i have it was a different person i apologize i like this I'm a little person. flat sleep deprived uh but uh, no i'm a i'm a good debater <laughs> don't anybody make the joke all right um fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to anticipate the objections of my rivals uh, but you have to do it in a way that scores with the Constitution. And uh, that's advice. 
don't don't cook up plans and get all excited about them, and then they have they have the Supreme Court say no, you can't do that. And I think Obamacare is in serious serious trouble. But then what? Well, and, and listen, if, 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 if you've if ever heard that, us talk to Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, you would know. Obamacare has terrible, terrible problems, and, uh, you know, uh, according to accountants, not partisans. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like a lot of our, our big government programs. It's going broke, but really way faster. I mean, it's just right. not going to sustain itself. Yeah. But what happens on the day the Supreme Court says, no, without the tax in there, it's just unconstitutional. Then what happens? Just a mayhem? Well, they had Storm better... the hospitals, grab some syringes while you can? This will be interesting because the Democrats who own the House of Representatives at this point, and, you know, the 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 thrust of the case that Judge Roberts decided it was a tax and not a, you know, whatever else. It had Penalty. to do with, right, that a spending bill has to originate in the House and it, it's constitutional stuff. But Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats have the House. Now, they don't have the Senate. They don't have the White House. So there's going to be. I suspect very, very strongly they do not solve this. I could be wrong, but I'll bet they don't. It'll be like the uh, hard Brexit everybody's talking about. Um, and it will be a, a bitter, bitter battle to try to pin blame on each other. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that the crux of it? If you call it a fine, it doesn't pass. But if it's a tax, oh, okay, then it can work. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the particulars. I'm sure we have attorneys screaming at the radio, but uh, I don't memorize everything. I can't. My brain doesn't work. Because he had that incredibly low penalty for not signing up for Obamacare. That everybody ignored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe we ought to have some sort of law where, uh, and again, uh, we'd have to check the Constitution. If Congress doesn't solve something, they all get executed. Or jailed. We would have good, solid, comprehensive immigration reform within six weeks. There's a new report out on the Siegfried and Roy Tiger attacks. Finally, the truth. (laughs) You thought the Mueller thing took a long time. I hope a lot of it's not redacted. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. Olympic athletes are a step closer toward going for gold in breakdancing. Yeah, I like that idea. Mostly just because I want to hear Olympic announcers commenting on breakdancing. Yeah, you know, they'll just be like, and there's the lock. (laughs) Waiting now for the pop and... Oh, and there it is. This fool knows what's up. <laughs> is it just me, or is Trevor Noah getting funnier? <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like that. That is good. Waiting for the pop. <laughs> uh, USA Today with the stupidest graph they've ever had, and they have a lot of stupid ones. I know nobody reads USA Today unless you're in a hotel. Hotel guests and disc jockeys. That's what they say. In the lower left corner of every section, they have a little graph, and I often use them for, uh, for fodder. They're often interesting. The sports section today has NHL scoring leaders. The uh, worthless purple section we call the entertainment section has the uh, TV social ratings, which I find kind of interesting. How do they do social ratings? It's a combination of like, um, uh, you know, oh, the, TV ratings, views oh. on YouTube. It's just a whole People bunch of stuff. tweeting about it. I think it's, yeah, I think it's all that stuff added oh, together. Speaking of which, do we have just a quick aside? 
So I'm sitting on an aeroplane last night uh, next to, it was a pretty full flight, all three of us in the, the seats, next to a gal, a young woman, probably 18 years old, looked a little younger than Little D, my youngest kid, uh, but she was watching episode after episode on her smartphone of Friends. Yeah. My daughter, who's a college sophomore, and most of her friends are huge Friends fans. They've watched every show in the series more than once. If they ever want to sit down and talk about all the episodes, I would do that with them. Oh, and they, oh, you remember they the do episode all the time. Where, you remember the episode where I could do that for and an entire day. So funny. That show has lost nothing. And I tell you what, young women love it. I haven't watched Friends in a long time. Does it hold up? It's hilarious. Okay, because I... And Laugh I, out loud. Yeah, because I came across an early Seinfeld a while back, and I thought, why was this such a phenomenon? It, it was okay. The first two seasons of Seinfeld, are, are, especially the first one, is so different than what the show eventually yeah. became. Yeah. I feel like Friends hit the ground running a little bit better with in terms of what they, they viewed themselves as. Uh, social rankings are specifically how much people are talking about a show across social media. Okay, okay. that's pretty interesting. So not streaming views, okay. but specifically the, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, how much people are talking that's about the show. That's kind of interesting. Obviously, it would skew young, but uh, number one for the week was uh, the 2019 Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> but after that, it was WWE Monday Night Raw, WWE SmackDown, which is different than Monday Night Raw. I believe that's Thursday nights, yeah. And then two American Idol episodes. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's funny. AI is so below the radar right now. Right, but not on social media talk, and I wonder if there's a way to profit from that. They still might be making crazy money somehow off of all that social media engagement. I don't know. Anyway, the stupidest graph USA Today's ever had, world's (laughs) busiest orchestras. Wow. Your top five world's busiest orchestras. What am I, a cellist over here? No, no, number one being the Royal Philharmonic with 150 concerts this year. Okay, they (laughs) named the one I'd heard of. Oh, you don't That's know about grueling. the Nordwest Dutch Philharmonie? Are you oh, kidding? Is the, is the Trans-Siberian mentioned on that? I know them. I, I actually saw them live once. <laughs> no. It's not actually. Uh, well, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I want to I want to fit this in. This is last night. Uh, before Trump started speaking at the rally, his son started speaking at the Don rally. Don Jr.? Uh, in this case. Now rocking a beard. Yeah. And Think looking about out. the fact that every mainstream leading Democratic contender is taking the advice of a freshman congresswoman who three weeks ago didn't know the three branches of government. I don't know about you guys, but that's pretty scary. Starting slowly. AOC sucks, okay? Boy. Jeez. (laughs) You guys, you're not very nice. And neither is what that policy would do to this country. Well, you know, it's interesting there. One, I just, uh, where are we going? I mean, if you follow the Trump playbook and it really works for him, but if, if, if everybody starts doing this and it's just a, you know, a rally of what sucks. That'll be great. <laughs> Chance is of that what your point? sucks. I don't know where that's going to get us. Uh, Old Sandy Cortez. I'm going to call her that from here on out because that's, that's how she was known. That's what she went by until she decided to run for Congress. But I thought it was interesting watching that, the difference between... Donald Trump doing it and somebody trying to do that, even though it's his son, just right. just not the same thing. Right. right. Not everybody could do that. Um, it's like when you see one of those tribute acts, like a Pink Floyd cover band. You get drunk enough or stoned enough, it's entertaining. But it's not quite right. 
Donald Jr. is still a Donald Trump tribute act at this point. We've got a cougar grandmother. She's 82. She says she's never been turned down on Tinder. Thanks for that thought in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you see the picture of her in a Catwoman suit? Yeah. Um, news now with March. Oh, no, what's coming up in the news, March? All right, we got Trump lighting it up in Michigan. More problems for Facebook and Disneyland has just announced another crackdown on guests. Coming up. A lot of bump stocks have been returned. What percentage of all of them? Nobody really knows. Mm. Some of the info on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So this cougar grandmother, she's 82 years old. She goes on three dates a week with toy boys, she calls, that are decades younger than her. Naughty. That she meets on Tinder. Oh, boy. I'm I'm happy for her if she's enjoying her life, but I don't need to hear about it. I don't need to be one of the guys that then finds out, oh, you do this with three guys, three different guys a week? Hmm, Well, (laughs) off to the clinic to get a little test. You think you were special, Junior? (laughs) Right. Let's, uh, you know, they they say with the advent of the blue pill, uh, the rate of uh, sexually transmitted infections uh, among our nation's oldsters is skyrocketed. Troubling, troubling stuff. Yeah, she says of the men in the 50s that she meets on Tinder, I've never met a man who doesn't want to blank me. Mm. She's a classy gal. <laughs> Remember, guys, gals, just because you voted for Eisenhower doesn't mean you're immune to the clap. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> Let's get the news now. Please clap. Yes. Uh, President Trump has the cloud of the special counsel's Russia probe largely lifted, and he's hoping to win re-election in 2020 by keeping... Hold on while you do this, let me... Well, you turned on Let me mic, put right? on my 2020 Keep America Great Again hat oh, that I've very got. Very good. All yes. Right. So I got for Christmas. Oh, very yes. nice. Look at him. He's from rocking the, the beanie. From very the only nice. Trump store in America that exists in Arizona. My parents got this for me. Oh, very nice. Anyway, Trump's trying to keep Michigan and several other Rust Belt states in his column. The Republican president delivered a rollicking 82-minute speech before a boisterous crowd in Grand Rapids on Thursday night. Presenting himself as vindicated and vindictive. And after three years of lies and smears and slander, the Russia hoax is finally dead. The collusion delusion is over. And the president delighting in what he claims are the panicked responses of those who promoted the Russia investigation. And they're on artificial respirators right now. They're getting mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Sir, are you in that Little room? pencil neck, Adam Schiff. <laughs> Look at his neck! He's got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. He is not a long ball hitter. There you go. Oh, what? Oh, man. You know, criticizing your political opponents for their arm strength. (laughs) 
I don't I don't like all of it, but <laughs> it's hilarious. Sure is nutty. Oh, I'd say. Oh, yes. The Donald relishing in it all, adding a bit of seasoning to that message last night. The Democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bull****. Wow! <laughs> Yeah, that that was something. Is that, that something. beneath the dignity of the office? That that one actually doesn't bother me. I I think the physical attacks bother me more than that. Yeah, that that's fine. Calling it BS, it's just you know, it's just he's caught up to where the way most people talk. I mean, it's yeah, come on. But uh, yeah, the physical attacks. Sean, is anybody on the D side gonna run with that sort of thing? No. Like do 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 rallies where they say, "Why is he so orange?" I mean, is anybody gonna go that direction? You think? Or? I don't think so. I, I I don't know. I don't know that it would help or not. The or? major part of the platform is going to be a rejection of of the the divisive rhetoric, right? Yeah. So I I would doubt it. It'd be funny. I don't know. Biden could have done it in the past. Yeah. I think you people who think Biden has a chance, I'm, I'm, I will stand by this. I will be held to account for this. Biden does not have a chance. Those of you who think he still does, think you're picturing Joe Biden 10, 12 years ago. Uh, he, he is not as sharp as he was. How about the illustrious mayor of South Plus Bend? He sniffs little girls. He's a little girl sniffer. Well, watch the video. Do we still have that at armstrongandgetty.com? It is, is it strange. Under hot yeah. links or what? How is he, jackass. He's groping and sniffing and kissing and nuzzling on oh. people who don't want it. How old is Biden? He's almost 80, right? 70. He's the old, the, one of the oldest. Or the 77 oldest. or 78. Yeah, he's almost 80. So when you said he's not as sharp as he used to be, who is as sharp as they used to be when they're almost 80? Very few of us. Practically nobody. Facebook is now facing charges of housing discrimination brought about by the Department of Housing and Urban Development. HUD is alleging that Facebook's targeted advertising violates the Fair Housing Act and it causes unlawful discrimination by restricting who can view housing ads. So this has to do with their their incredibly precise directing of advertising? Indeed. Okay. HUD Secretary Ben Carson saying that Facebook is discriminating against people based on who they are and where they live. You know, advertisers have the ability to say, I only want to advertise to women. I I only want to advertise to non-Christians. You know, this kind of information, most people don't know, has been gathered on them, and we want to make sure it is not used in an inappropriate way. And you know it's going to be used. That's the number one thing you do when you're trying to advertise, is reach the people that you want to reach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we we put Ben Carson and Mark Zuckerberg in a room, and we put one brick in. (laughs) Oh, please. It's already over. We just see what happens. You ever seen Zuckerberg's neck? He's got a neck like a toothpick. Not a long ball hitter. No, indeed. And we know Carson, what he can do with a brick. Please. And one last note. And he's probably got a shiv in his sock. Well, I got to say. I got a question for you, though. Is Ben, I don't, are they just trying to mess with Zuckerberg? Because surely Ben, well, if it's housing, there are all those housing laws. I was gonna, if you want to advertise to women, by God, you ought to be able to figure out who's a woman and advertise to what them. What if you're no specifically not advertising to Christians because you don't want Christians living where you live? Well, if living it's in housing, like I say, there are, there are many laws, so it's different. Yeah. 
So remember when Carson was the only person that briefly was ahead of Trump after right. Trump announced. That right. was like one week. Right. But when Trump said, not a very good doctor from what oh. I hear. <laughs> See, that, that bothered the hell out of me. I remember at the time. Oh That's my just God. crazy. All right, that is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Let's let's ring the bell. A lot of text, 415-295-KFTC. Maybe we'll hit some of those on all the topics that are out there. 415-295-KFTC? Yeah, they they outlawed bump stocks. You're supposed to turn them in. How many got turned in? What happens if you don't? If you're listening and you have one. Among other things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. Testing week, and it's time to slay all day. Yeet. Stay woke, be all on fleek, and get that Gucci breakfast. Gold! Say bye, Felicia, to that testing stress. Weather's going to be turned, right, Chris? Yes! Toledo weather going to be V-lit during testing week. A hundo P chance of success. You've got this, kids. Steve, how about that traffic? Are we looking oh, Better than oh. We're talking turn, FOMO, won't be an issue. No traffic problems around any TPS schools to keep you from taking those tests. Well, that was both endearing and skin-crawlingly horrible. What were they, what were they trying to do there? They're using the, 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 the language of the youth, the vernacular of today's youth, Jack. But what was the occasion? For it was the big uh, state testing week, I guess. Okay. They're encouraging the children to have a good day. And I think we do too much of that as a society, encouraging children. Right? <laughs> More discouragement. <laughs> You'll amount to nothing. Life is pain. That's what we got to teach them. Right? <laughs> that's wow. a lesson. Wow. Life is pain. Um, text Welcome line. to kindergarten. Stop crying. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. we got a bunch of texts on a bunch of different things we've talked about. Joe brought up the popularity of Friends. It was one of the most popular shows that's ever existed. It's still popular with the same young people that are turned and all that other stuff we just heard. I wouldn't watch it for the first two seasons or so because I was so disgusted by how pretty they all were. Yeah. And I finally watched, and it's hilarious. I joined fairly late because it seems so cutesy, and oh, you're, you're pretty people who live in Manhattan. Okay. It's just giant apartments somehow. <laughs> it's one of the best written and greatest ensemble casts performing it in the history of anything. You're right. And all those cute, wonderful people are so self-deprecating. I decided oh, yeah. I oh, like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're all idiots. We got this text. My wife and I couldn't well, wait to put our kids in bed so we could watch Friends back in the day. Our kids, now 22 and 20, have both binge-watched Friends on Netflix. There's no greater joy than to hear my kids quote friends in their daily lives. Yeah. My son one inst- <laughs> once introduced himself as Ken Adams. That's Joey's alias, and I just about lost it. <laughs> it's amazing how that show is held up. Oh, that's funny. Now, Joe, you hated Ross for a long time. Oh, I still hate Ross. That's simply because he's a hateable character. Uh, yeah, very much so. Right, right. I called, well, it's, this seems dark. 
in today's dark... I won't even say it. I, I used to regularly call for his character to be killed in the series. Here's a plot twist. Ross just got shot and he's dead. Run over by a bus. All right. Whatever it takes. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. Um, and I'm sure David Schwimmer's a thoroughly nice fellow. I don't know him. On the idea of uh, is Facebook whoever advertising on the people they want. I know a nail shop owner who only advertises in Vietnamese newspapers in the local area, and she only writes them in the language of Vietnamese. So is that discrimination? It's bigotry. That's absolutely because of Americans' right to freedom of nails. No, there's, I don't think there's any laws about nails. It's all about the different ways that housing is, is regulated. Now, housing's right? a different thing than where you can... Well, although you can't deny certain people... She's not denying it. The right to uh, frosted tips? Is <laughs> that hair? That's hair. Tips are a thing with nails, but not frosted. But you, so you can't say no. Uh, we won't. We won't do the nails of anybody that's gay. You can't For do instance, that, right? But you can say uh, we won't. We're, we're not going to do the nails of anybody who can't read or write Vietnamese because there'd be no way you know we are here. That's not the same thing. Well, saying yeah. saying we won't do the nails of gay people is different from well, we're not going to advertise in 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 gay publications. Yeah, well, and keep in mind, uh, some animals are more equal than others. If you're a protected class, you're protected. If you're just another one of the animals, you're not protected, and you can uh, have bigotry against you. Enjoy. Did you guys hear about the University of Washington offering a class on global warming? But it's not a science class where they learn how to address global warming or what's going on. It's for students to have an incredible amount of anxiety over global warming. Uh, and how to cope with it. Just just endless talk about how awful it is. Man, I have this great article I've been sitting on about the explosion, the growth, the steep growth in coal-fired power plants in India and China. We could do virtually everything that's proposed, cripple our economy. I mean, cripple it. And not, cause, and not have any, any significant effect on, on the earth or the atmosphere. We being the United States. That's my objection to so many of these grand schemes. It wouldn't do any freaking good. It would be all downside. Uh, on the topic of Trump, when we played a lot of clips from the rally last night, and he dropped a BS bomb, and he belittled the looks Shocking. of a couple people, and the sort of stuff that Trump does. And I was wondering, you know, are the D's that are running going to take from that playbook or not? Um, Will they have that in their bag of tricks, the D bag of tricks? No, they won't insult Trump's looks, but they'll call him a racist for wanting to enforce immigration policy that is on the books. Yeah. That's a good point. Wow. Which is worse? He's got a pencil neck or you're a racist for enforcing the laws that you guys wrote in Congress? If you don't like them, change them? My texter friend, you have my respect. That's a pretty good one right there. Very good. Well said. And uh, how about uh, divisive rhetoric? Can we have neither? Now that I think about it, neither would be good. Yes. Enforcing the laws isn't the totality of why they think he's racist, though. A lot of it is the arguments that he makes for why he's doing Yeah, but things. that's so overblown. I mean, it's so overblown. You mean the divisive rhetoric like, let's impeach the MFR? That's true. But that's a congressman as opposed to the president, which is a difference. And that's them talking about his actions in the position that he's holding. Not the thickness of his neck. Well, I've got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. On that one, I was just thinking about him using the BS bomb in front of the crowd. In terms of language from our public officials. Coarse language. Yes. MFR's pretty coarse. It's way more coarse. Please. I'll say BS in front of my mom. I'm not going to say MFR in front of my mom. No way. So, um, although I'd take her to see a porn movie like that Hickenlooper (laughs) dude. Oh, please. You weirdo. Um, (laughs) Get 
Is there another Hickenlooper thing that came out that shows that he's done? Another weird thing that he did? God, there was another one I heard yesterday. Well, we, we've we heard from a number of uh, Denver uh, residents who say he's ushered in uh, Denver's descent into being Seattle slash San Francisco. hurt him getting the nomination in the Democratic Party. Bums and needles and stuff. That's not going to hurt him getting the nomination in the Democratic Party. They're pro-bums and needles. Pro-compassion, which draws more of that. Right. Well, not pro-compassion, but pro-nothing-but-compassion. Correct. According to my new doctrine of compassion. Balance. Well, I'll tell you. Compassion, the way it's played out in all the cities that I visit, that's the way it played out. You yep. become a magnet for more of that. Right. Absolutely. I don't Seattle. Know. I don't know how you get around that. We actually had a conversation about it on stage last night with a bunch of smart people, um, and, and I, I didn't get a chance to bring up that point. How do you get around this, 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 this conundrum that whatever programs you come up with, you just end up with more... Of this, more right. more mentally ill people, more drug addicts, more whatever, and the town that is so-called mean doesn't have those people around. And, and it's worse than that, because if you make it easy enough, as uh, Free Addle has, or San Francisco, you have more and more people who would not descend into that horrifying lifestyle, but do, because you've made it pretty comfortable. There are plenty of people, plenty of them. I could list people I've known personally who got in trouble with drugs and saw their lives going down the pooper and said, I can't do this, I can't live this way, and found a way to stop. If you really, really put a nice, comfortable mattress under them or had, and I'm thinking of a couple of people in particular who I knew and cared about, if you'd made it super easy for them to keep being druggies, I don't know if they would have saved themselves. If you know somebody that went to jail or died, it has a, more of an impact if you just know somebody is, yeah, they're still getting by doing this party lifestyle we're doing. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Never mind the individual, right, the echo effect of people they know. So, yeah. Man, if you do not balance compassion with discipline, you will end up with poo-strewn, needle-pokey downtowns. Poo-strewn, needle-pokey. A miserable quality, a life, exploding property crime, the rest of it. That's that's not compassion, that's stupidity. Compassion without discipline is stupidity. Discipline without passion is cruelty. Uh, I'm sorry, discipline without compassion is cruelty. you got to have both. Somebody texted, somebody just texted, my favorite friend's quote ever, and I use it on a regular basis. Joey says, that's a moo point. You know, moo, like a cow, really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Likable yet stupid. That's not easy to pull off. No, there's some nuance there. No, huh? The great Matt LeBlanc. And it'd have been really easy to hate uh, Jennifer Aniston's character, obviously, but she was she was super attractive, everything like that. But you know, just goofy enough and dysfunctional enough, the dysfunctional uh, dysfunctional enough. Well, that irony. Uh, yes, you didn't hate her, right? Yeah. The fact that she never seemed to wear a bra on the show is why I liked her when I was young. <laughs> there, there was that. Perhaps I don't know if you ladies ever noticed that, but uh, anyway, uh, Matt LeBlanc, uh, Joey in Friends, then uh, star of Here's Joey, and then Joey's Place, and look, it's Joey. <laughs> Keep Joey's to, back. Keeps trying to ride that character. He tried to make the leap to movies where I think his co-star was a third base playing orangutan. Yes. Yes, <laughs> when everybody knows that orangutan is better off at short. <laughs> Got the range. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also on the text line, and you made the point, the problem with a lot of the um, uh, global warming ideas is 
So America is going to make these adjustments and feel so good about ourselves. None of the other countries, including Europe, who lectures us all the time, but certainly not India and China, are right. going to do any China. of these things. We're just going to hurt our economy, not affect the global warming at all. Right. And everybody else will keep doing what they're doing. You can even take it down another level, as this texture pointed out, for California to try to be the leader of all the states in the country. Oh, it's laughable. That the other states aren't going to be on board, so you're only hurting your own state's economy, and you will really have a zero effect on global warming. Right, right. Meanwhile, you will have so many uh, devastating effects on poor people. As the economy just is choked and crumbled, and there's a shortage of housing, and and you've got... Uh, uh, the, what's the opposite of progressive taxes, regressive taxes on gas and the rest of it? Idiotic. Interesting. Uh, it's going to be a hot topic during the presidential election, which we only have 590 days to go. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 